Welcome to the CRNA Club podcast, where we talk all things CRNA. As a practicing CRNA, I'm sharing everything I wish I knew when I was applying to CRNA school. I'm Sachi, your host and number one fan. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the CRNA Club podcast. I am Sachi, your host and your super fan and your cheerleader. I am here to help you get into CRNA school and stand out from the crowd and get into the program of your dreams so you can start living the CRNA life. If you are new around here, welcome. And if you are not new around here and you haven't left us a review, I would so appreciate that. If you could scroll to the bottom of this episode and click on leave a review and write some comments there, that would be so amazing. We read all of them. It helps us more than you know, so we would super appreciate that. Anyway, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump in today's episode, which is a juicy one. I'm so excited to talk to you about this topic today, and that is what are CRNA schools really looking for in a student? I have five things that CRNA schools are really looking at and that you want to make sure you check the boxes on because this is really going to impress them and this is something that is really going to resonate with them when they're thinking of their ideal student. If you haven't already watched our free masterclass, go ahead and watch that because we really dive deep into a lot of these things, more the how behind the why. So go ahead and watch that. We cover a lot of strategy and what are some things you can do to stand out even more and really secure that interview. And if you have an interview, how you are going to crush that interview and how you're going to be prepared. So go ahead and watch that even if you are just at the beginning of your journey to applying to CRNA school super helpful. It's 30 minutes long. I will link it in the show notes. It is our Getting Into CRNA School 101 Masterclass. And you can also find that on our website, which is thecrnaclub.com. And speaking of a website, this is a brand spanking new website, and we have got a lot of awesome resources for you there. So whether you are in the preparing phase, and really the preparing phase is like two years all the way up until you're ready to submit your application. That is the preparing phase. So if you are trying to build your resume, get certifications, you're trying to figure out what you're going to do your DNP research project on, if that is asked about for one of your essay prompts, we have resources for you there to kind of get your feet wet and figure out what topics are trending in anesthesia right now, because I really know that you have no idea. So it's, it's interesting that some schools are asking about that DNP research project topic now. But anyway, you can find some information on our website there, or we have a virtual sim lab that you can take a look at, which is super cool and I'm super excited about. So go ahead and check that out. Um, if you are in the applying phase, we have information there about how to write a really clear and skimmable resume, how to write your personal essay which is really where you tell your story. You're able to really communicate why you are a good fit for their program and really explain more about who you are as a person and what makes you stand out and really to answer the question, why you? So we have resources there for you. And then also if you are in sort of that third category of the process, which is the interviewing phase, we have got interview questions, we have interview services, YouTube videos, books, 
everything that you need to be more prepared because that's really what it comes down to is are you prepared? Are you prepared to answer the types of questions that we know you are going to get asked? And if you want to know the types of questions that you are going to get asked, we cover that in our free masterclass. So please go ahead and watch that. Anyway, so that is the website. Go take a look. A lot of stacked resources, but let's go ahead and dive into today's topic, which is what are CRNA schools really looking for in a student? Number one, they want you to be well-rounded. Just because you have a 4.0 GPA, a 3.8, 3.9 GPA does not mean you are going to A, get into CRNA school or B, excel. Now, I'm not saying if you do have a 3.9 or 4.0 GPA, you're not going to do well. That's not what I'm saying. Because you are a good student does not guarantee success. You have to have the entire package. You have to show the admissions committee that you are well-rounded. And how do you show them you are well-rounded? By checking some of these boxes, okay? Do you have research experience? Why is this important? It's because programs now are 36-month-plus DNP, DNAP research programs. You have to do a big research project. And schools really like to see that you have an understanding of the research process and that you are able to write well. So if you took the GRE and if you got 4.5 or a 5 on that writing section, that's great. That is going to show the admissions committee that you know how to write. The other box to check to show the admissions committee that you are a well-rounded student is that you have volunteer experience and community involvement. We like people who give back to the community and show an interest in leaving something better than they found it and giving back to others around them and working with organizations that mean something to them. So if you go back and get some volunteer experience, make sure that you can really speak to your connection with the type of organization that you are working with. Why? What's the heart behind it? And be genuine here because you never know if there's going to be a connection there between the service that you provide and maybe something that resonates with one of the people that is looking at your resume. So it's a great way to show that you are interested in the community. Another thing is you contribute to the nursing profession. So are you involved in your organizations. So for us, it's the American Association of Nurse Anesthetists, the AANA. So you also really need to be a leader. Not only do you need to precept new nurses or be a charge nurse, you really want to see a little bit more than that. Are you on any committees on your unit or even hospital-wide? Are you part of an infection control committee or a patient satisfaction committee? Really, really try to get involved in some of those above and beyond organizations within your hospital. That shows that you are a leader, that shows you are able to work with other disciplines, other people, and that you have an understanding of more of the organizational structure of a hospital system, that you understand the bigger picture a little bit more. So definitely try to get involved with a hospital-wide committee if you can. All right, number two, the second thing that CRNA schools are really looking for in applicants and in students is a high emotional intelligence. Now, this is really for several reasons. Number one, CRNA school is very stressful. These programs are 36 months long. 
there can be a lot of tension. There can be a lot of stress. And there is just a lot of emotions that are surrounding the ups and downs of being in such a high pressure situation. Now, Daniel Goleman was really a pioneer in popularizing this topic of emotional intelligence. And emotional intelligence, he really breaks it down into five categories. That is number one, self-awareness. Number two, self-regulation. Three, motivation. Number four, empathy. And number five, social skills. So he really breaks it down into these five components. If you are able to be self-aware of your emotions and regulate your response to stressful, critical, high-tension situations, you are going to be able to think clearer and understand better how to respond appropriately and come to a solution. And when you are working in the operating room, when you are a student, when you are a CRNA, you are going to have to be exercising the skill of emotional intelligence daily. You have to have that self-awareness and self-regulation when you are undergoing a stressful situation and you are butting heads with the surgeon. You have to be aware of how your anger and frustration is coming across and how that is preventing you from thinking clearly and responding in a way that is productive to the situation. So there are times in the operating room when the surgeon's frustrated with you, maybe the patient have moved a little bit and he pops his head up and he says, hey, patient's, patient's moving over here, patient's waking up. They always like to say the patient's waking up. The patient's not waking up, but that is, that's what, just what they like to say. They know it gets under our skin. <laughs> is the patient relaxed? Patient's moving. I could say, yes, patient's relaxed. I just checked their twitches. I just gave them more rocuronium. There's no way the patient is moving. Or I could say, patient's fully relaxed, but I will double check for you. Let me check my Twitch monitor. There are two different ways that you can respond. So having the emotional intelligence to recognize, it's, it's not just recognizing other people's emotions. It's recognizing how your emotions affect your response and your ability to communicate and improve results or improve the situation as well. Having a high emotional intelligence is something that programs are going to gear their interview questions around. You are going to be asked a lot of questions about how you handle conflict. What are some things you do to de-escalate stressful situations? How do you communicate with people who do not have the same communication style as you? They're going to ask you things like, what would you do if somebody said this? What would you do if somebody told you that you were not doing a good job? What would you do if somebody told you that they did not like the way that you did this or that you shouldn't do something that way or that you were wrong when you did this? You're going to have to be able to explain how you are going to take criticism, how you are going to handle a situation where somebody confronted you, where somebody told you or accused you of something. Be able to speak to that because they are assessing your emotional intelligence. Okay, the third thing that CRNA schools are really looking for in an applicant 
is excellent writing skills. Because again, this sort of ties in with number one being well-rounded, but the DNP programs require a lot of writing. So if you can write well, that is going to be such a huge positive for schools because you have that DNP research project and you really have to do a lot of writing for that. So if you are thinking, Sachi, I am not a good writer. I just, I know I'm not. It's not my thing. Don't worry. Do not stress. You can still get into Serenity School. It's just going to take some planning. It's just going to take some strategy. It's just going to take getting some help. And that is okay. Do you think every CRNA that's out there is an excellent writer? Do you think every person that has gotten their DNP or DNAP or even PhD has been a great writer? No, absolutely not. There are so many smart people out there that struggle with writing well. So what you are going to do is you are going to work on your personal essay early because you know that you have to get some help on it. You're going to need a couple of people to read it. So we have Dr. Diane Katie at the Serenity Club. She got her PhD in English from Cornell. She is brilliant. She has helped so many people get into graduate programs. She has helped with PhD dissertations. She has helped with writing books. She is excellent. She has sat on interview committees. She does mock interviews for us. She is our word wizard. She will look over your personal essay for you and really help you tell a story. She's really excellent at pulling out information and really making your essay into a narrative rather than three separate answers to questions. It really needs to flow and transition well and really communicate to the faculty and the admissions committee what sets you apart and why you. You know, at the end of the day, there are going to be a lot of applicants. By the time you get to that stage where they're picking somebody for the interview, a lot of the applicants are going to be the same. They're going to be all very smart, all very, you know, above and beyond, but it's that personal essay that's going to set you apart. So I really, really, really recommend either working with Dr. Katie or working with somebody else to look at your personal essay and having people read it and give you feedback. So having strong writing skills is going to be a plus and make you stand out to schools. So make sure you put some care into that personal essay. Also, sign up for the New York Times, The Economist. Start studying those GRE vocabulary words so you can get a high score on the writing part so you can do well and use those words for your the written portion. That's an extra tip. All right, number four. The fourth thing that CRNA schools are really looking for in an applicant and in a student is that they are a good test taker. So why is this important? Let's think like a school for a second. Let's do a little admission psychology here. So good test taker. So how do schools maintain their accreditation and how are they still able to stay in business? That is judged by their students, their graduates, their alumni, their first time pass rates for their certifications exams. You can find this information on the Council of Accreditation, coacrna.com. So this will tell you the school's first-time pass rates, and this is something that schools are really protective of. They want their students passing that certification exam, passing their boards the first time around. So you have to be a good test taker. Also, you're going to be taking a lot of tests in your program. You have to be able to get Bs and pass those. Some schools don't allow a lot of Cs on their tests. So pass those tests prove that you can be a good test taker. How do you do this? You retake science classes 
that maybe you got less than B's in. Maybe you take a graduate level science class to show them that you can handle the rigorous curriculum of this doctorate program. You also prove that you're a good test taker by taking the CCRN, by taking other certifications, by also taking the GRE, that's a standardized test. All those things combined paint this picture of, yes, this person can really take tests well. They've proven that they can study. It's because pass rates are important to schools. They have to keep their accreditation. So show that you are a good test taker. All right, number five, rounding it out here. CRNA schools are really looking for people who are the cream of the crop. We want the best of the best. We want those people who are go-getters, who go above and beyond, who stand out, who take initiative among themselves, who make CRNAs look good, right? That's what we want. We want people who are smart. We want people who are dedicated and committed and excellent professionals. We want people who provide excellent care, who are critical thinkers. So we really want those best of the best applicants. So my point here is, Anything that you can do to stand out, do it. The application process is long. You know, if you are applying to a couple of schools, I know it's a lot of work, but you really want to get in on the first time that you apply. You don't want to have to wait a whole nother year or a year and a half to reapply. So if it means that you work a little harder for a couple of months, maybe you say no to going out with your friends for a little bit, you commit and make a study plan you commit and buy flashcards, you get together with a study group, you go out of your way to make friends with people in that science class you're taking so you could really get that A. Really, really, really get serious and try to stand out and be the best of the best. So take those extra certifications, get a tutor for the GRE, get a tutor for your science class and get that A. Make sure you do things that really are going to set you apart. If you're going to go through the trouble to take the GRE, please at least aim for a 305 and above. Try to get that 4.5 and 5 on your writing score. If you are going to take that science class again, please do not get a B minus. Please do not get a B. Please try to get that A minus and that A. I know programs out there who will not look at your application any further if they are not seeing A's in your science classes. Now, these are the really, really competitive programs. They're not all like that, but I'm just saying, if you're going to retake a science class, please do everything you can to try to get that A and show them, hey, in undergrad, you know, that was seven, eight years ago. I am now much more committed. I have it together. I'm focused. I can really get an A in this graduate level science class. Here's my transcripts. Let me show you that. So really the cream of the crop, anything you can do to stand out, do it. Volunteering, doing that research, getting that checkbox on, I have research experience, do that. The extra certifications, the extra things on your unit that you can do, you precept, you become a charge nurse, maybe you become a CPR instructor, maybe you try to come up with those extra anesthesia unit projects that you can really show that you created change on your unit, you added value, you came up with a cheat sheet or a worksheet or altered a policy in some way, you were part of a hospital-wide initiative for something, you got the DAISY Award, you know, all that stuff to show that you are really the best of the best, please do those things. So that starts to get a little bit into more of the strategy of what you need to do to stand out, especially if you have a lower GPA and lower, I put in air quotes, but that is kind of like 3.6 and below. Now, if you're 3.2 to 3.4, like you can still get into CRNA school. You just have to have 
more of those extras, more of those things to show the committee that you are serious. Okay, so those are the things that we talk about in our masterclass, Getting Into CRNA School 101. We dive a little deeper there, so please go check that out. We have a lot of good resources on our website, like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, so thecrnaclub.com. Also, go take a peek at that. I think you'll find a lot of useful information there. So to recap, again, what are CRNA schools really looking for in a student? Number one, they want somebody well-rounded. Number two, somebody with high emotional intelligence. Number three, excellent writing skills. Number four, they want somebody that's a good test taker. And number five, they want the cream of the crop. Anything you can do to stand out, do it. It has been a pleasure talking to you as always. And please, we would love it if you left a review for our podcast. We read every one. We would so appreciate it. If you have any questions at all, DM us. We are on Instagram at the CRNA Club, or you can email us at hello at the CRNA Club. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will talk to you again soon.